Well, good morning, Irvine. Wow, what a great weekend. Did you have a great Thanksgiving, Matt? Oh, I had an amazing Thanksgiving, you know. Mom made the special cranberry sauce. I had a great Thanksgiving. Nice. Did you have some nice leftover turkey on Friday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I make the best leftover Thanksgiving sandwich you wouldn't even believe. You know, have you ever seen Friends with Ross Geller? Oh, of course. When he gets all mad yeah. about the sandwich, that's me. <laughs> that's definitely me. Don't eat my sandwich. Yeah, don't don't touch Matt's sandwich. Mm-hmm. You're gonna don't be paying it. dearly for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we have a really great show, and there's also been a slight change to the schedule. Uh, Kenny Jones, news and views with Kenny Jones will not be here tonight. He's took an extended vacation, so but for- I, he did want to relay some sports information to me. So. Chelsea is at the top of the table. Nice. His, yeah, his soccer club, you know, in, in England, top of the table with 31 points. We have a guest that's uh, kind of lost right now, so Matt's yeah, kind of just, you He's know, figuring his way. When he gets here, his name is Kyle, and we're going to be talking some NCAA football. He played football at ASU. Because as Arizona everybody State. knows, it was a huge weekend for football. Oh, it was <laughs> huge. Oh, my gosh. I had such a great weekend watching football. I'm not even, you know, mad that I sat on the couch all weekend. You know, I worked most of the weekend, but I did catch several football games. And and probably the best game that really – there's several great games that stuck out, but we'll be talking about it later. But definitely that Ohio State-Michigan Oh, that was one for the ages, huh? Absolutely. I can't believe it. You know, I wasn't expecting Michigan's quarterback to play. Uh, that's for sure. But you know what? He comes back from injury, does an amazing job. It was a good game. I mean, Two of the best teams in the country going at it. Definitely. And, you, well, the big question is, I might save the big question, though, but the big question is, is how does this affect the playoffs oh, picture? I am so glad you asked that, and we're going to definitely going to get into that because oh, I yes. certainly have some – I think we should wait for Kyle before. Oh, we get absolutely. Into that. We're just getting a, we're getting <laughs> listeners warmed up here while they're driving, you know, to work. And I tell you, I was walking up from, um, you know, from my car here into the studio, and I, and I just want to say, God, what a gorgeous day it is today. And one of the main reasons why I moved to California is this is November 29th, and I'm walking up to the station, and the the uh, landscapers are out there taking care of the grass, cutting the grass. And I just love the smell of that fresh cut grass. There's just nothing like it. But, um, boy, we have a great show. So, Kenny will be with you next week. And uh, go Chelsea, the top of the table. So, there you go, Kenny. Enjoy your vacation. And he'll be back to you December 6th on a Tuesday at 830. And he's going to have a great show for you. And uh, he found his way. He did. Welcome, uh, Kyle. I'm Kevin. Nice to have you on the Sports Matters show. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, hold on. Let me turn on your mic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, we're excited to have you here. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, what game did you watch this weekend? Oh, you know, the first one that comes to mind is always that Ohio State game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because, I mean, that's the game that really stuck out to me. <laughs> oh, overtime? Unbelievable. Well, yeah. you knew it. You know, two powerhouses getting together like that. You knew it was going to be... A great game, most likely going into overtime. Ooh, overtime. That was the first one that they actually have, but having a number two, three team play, oh, it's amazing. That's what you want in college football. So how do you think this affects the playoffs? Ooh, big time. With that loss in Ohio State and both of them not going to the actual championship, you got to look at Penn State. Penn State, wow. Yeah, they're in the Big Ten championship, aren't they? Yeah. 
if you get that W, you never know. That changes the whole playoff scheme, and you got to think about who's going to be that number two spot, the three spot, who gets in, who stays that fourth, who's going to jump who. You got Wisconsin there, so it's, it's going to change a lot. It's going to be a, a huge week, definitely. It makes it really exciting, and one of the controversies I've been hearing was they're saying, well, Ohio State and Michigan, they're not playing the Big Ten championships, so... Mm-hmm. You know, what what I say was they actually, I think they did play in the Big Ten Championship. It was number two versus number three. Right. And they they played practically be like two games in one, you know, when you add into overtime and how hard those two teams fought. And, uh, well, the big question is for me is who's going to stop Alabama? Because I've been saying it all year. I mean, this is an Alabama team that ran the table, went undefeated this season, and I've been saying it all year. This is the best Alabama team we've seen yet. And you know what? I don't think anyone can stop them. I mean, you look at Washington's defensive line. I think they're pretty good. But I don't think Clemson even gets close to them, to be honest with you, with their ability to have that big offensive line and then their defensive line as well. I mean, the big boys for that Alabama has are not going to be easy to get past. So I think that is the team that's running the table at this point. So I don't know who beats them. Ooh, that's pretty tough. Yeah, that Alabama team is just unbelievable. You got Jalen Hurts and these guys, these big guys on the line. And like how you said, matching with a team like Washington, they it just seems like they'll get just get overpowered. Uh, but that Alabama team, like how you said, is a really great team, that undefeated team. Uh, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to beat that. I mean, if you've got the big oh. boys, like we've oh, been I- saying it all year. It's like, <laughs> so it does for you, is it the offensive line that wins championships? Is that the case? You may think offensive line. Yeah, I may say that I played offense. I was a running back and everything. But to be honest, defense wins championships. Defense. Stop. Now, did you play both sides of the ball, or did you mostly on offense? I was mostly on offense. I was a uh, kick returner, punt returner, and then I was a running back and receiver. So I did it all. I wasn't a defensive guy, but because I had the speed and, you know, elusiveness, that was my forte. But uh, Those are two great fortes <laughs> yeah. to have. Because you can't teach that. You can't teach speed and elusiveness. I don't have either. It's, so. it's something that's uh, definitely natural and it comes to you. I knew it since like the day I was like when I was first playing like around five that it was just, it was going to be my sport. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your experience, you know, you know, during your whole college experience and your playing days and, you know, some of the like some of the big teams that you went up against, um, you, you know, know, some of the big games. Yeah. So I went to Arizona State and some of the most memorable times and like my experience there because I played football and ran track so I got a little bit of best of both worlds I would say but on the football side uh coming in like as a freshman and being able to play my biggest game was probably that was first Wisconsin game playing with this uh like JJ Watts team oh wow ended up going uh yeah it was crazy like first time I'm 17 I'm out <laughs> 80,000 plus people I'm like where am I I come straight out of high school and I'm like this is crazy you know and I was able to you know we ended up losing that game by one point they ended up going to the Rose Bowl against Oregon it was just one of those they're a a great team but playing Notre Dame and going to you know the top six going to the Pac-12 championship it's uh, a great experience that you like never forget I would definitely say it was fun yeah what's your favorite moment that you've had playing football probably one of the biggest moments was playing in the Coliseum the last time and winning off of a Hail Mary. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, good. And were you the recipient of that Hail Mary pass? I, def- I wasn't. Uh, I was on the uh, sideline watching. It was the very yeah. last play against the SC game and in 2014. So Arizona State 
took SU. down USC on a yes, Hail Mary. On a Hail Mary. Wow. We, we call it the Jail Mary at ASU. Jail Mary. <laughs> yeah. Last play of the game, quarterback throws it up. There was SC defenders are kind of like sitting back because the ball came, kind of came out like a duck. So well, the ball was floating, and they're mm-hmm. kind of catching like a punt. Jalen just went right in front of it, touched down, and it was just unbelievable. It was like, oh, man, we just won. And we, everybody just rushed the field. It was just a great experience being from California. And the last time you played in the Coliseum was just very memorable. Yes. Every time you go to that Coliseum, you're going to be like, yep, yeah. I won here the last time I played. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, definitely a great feeling. I love oh, yeah. It. And you can let all the USC buddies know, you know, I won. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see a lot of fans, uh, a lot of people that I see come to the game. So, you know, I have the bragging rights right there. Oh, yeah. Bragging rights, definitely. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. You got that in your back pocket. Yeah. Even though, I tell you, I, I give it up to USC. They've really closed out the season strong yes. you, know, you know who would have thought change a quarterback and then completely a whole different uh, scenario yeah, sam darnold unbelievable you know and they beat some pretty quality teams washington for one to mention great mm-hmm. win, great that, win. that was a great win for them hey you know what i'd arguably say that they're the hottest team in college football right now i mean i can't think of anyone better i mean Honestly, I think Washington is really good, but what USC did against them was unbelievable. I mean... No one saw that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. I thought Washington was just going to run the table, get out of the Pac-12, you know, unscathed. But now they're going to play Colorado in the championship, which that'll be... I mean... I don't, I don't want to say it's like a great game, but it's a pretty good game. I mean, I don't think Colorado's all that good, but... I think Washington steamrolls them, but we'll see what happens. You never well, know you until know, you play the game. That's the thing. You know, I mean, they are ranked number nine, not, 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 not for no reason. So you got Colorado and Washington. I think Washington, I, I agree with you. I think they can take down Colorado. Yeah, you got, I mean, Jake Browning, what he's done this year is unbelievable as a freshman. I keep saying unbelievable this morning. I don't know why. But uh, the <laughs> that's, Jake that's Browning, word. that's my word. <laughs> Jake Browning, I mean, in – High school, he threw 10 touchdown passes as a freshman in a single game. I mean, that's just, to me, he's the epitome of a great quarterback, and he's perfect for Chris Peterson's system. He's exactly like Kellen Moore, kind of, but he's efficient. So that's why I think this Washington team is really good, and the defensive line just bullies other teams. So I think this Washington team is like a legit team to consider in the college football playoff. So let me give you a little scenario. What happens... If Virginia Tech upsets Clemson, uh, you know what? What, what will that do to the? Because Clemson will definitely be out of the playoff picture. They would definitely be out, you know. And you, to me, I, I'm never really that. They're big rivals, and, and it yeah. could very well happen. It could happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it most definitely could happen. And I, I, I haven't been sold on Clemson this year. They played so many games that have been so close, like. Close like calls. Close calls. Yes. Way too many close calls. They should have at least had two losses, in my opinion, this year. But they didn't. They got the job done. I mean, you look at that NC State kicker. was so close. He just missed it. And then, obviously, you have the pit win, which that was big. And, and you know, my favorite part about it is the kicker's name is Chris Blewett. Oh, but he man. didn't He didn't blow it. <laughs> he didn't time, blow it, no. When I first saw that kick, I was like, please don't blow it because uh, you had the perfect last name for that. <laughs> I know, yeah. You could have seen the headlines coming. You would coming. never hear the end of that <laughs> You could never would have. Yeah. Absolutely not. But, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, the bowl games, too. We got it's starting to get close to bowl season, which is my favorite time of year because I have a little bowl pick em. <laughs> Looking to win, you know, a little bit of cash, but that's all right. You know, I got to yeah. figure out who's going to win those. Tis the season to the bowl season, I tell you. That's so exciting. Uh, what happens 
if Wisconsin ends up beating Penn State, will they leapfrog Michigan? Or you think if Clemson were to lose, you think Michigan would end up getting in? Well, right now I think Michigan's probably not going to get in at this point. No. In my opinion, no, I don't think so. I think right now they're either five or six at this point. Somebody's going to jump them. Yeah, someone's going to yes. jump them. I, I got that feeling too. I just yeah. don't think this is going to be set these four it, teams. It definitely no. is not. Well, it's yet. Alabama, Ohio State. That's it. They got the top two. For sure. You know, so that, what's your prediction on the top four? What's what, Well, I know that it comes out later today, but I'm taking and, you know, no, it, it, it's, already, it's already out right crystal now. Ball. Yeah. It's already out. It's already out, but I'm talking about after next week. Yes. Like okay. what's the, what, is, what is it going to be? Like, we got to look into your crystal ball, Nostradamus, and tell me <laughs> what you think. I, I'm feeling an upset. I think Clemson. You think Virginia Tech gets the upset? I, I, I think they get the upset. Oh, I hope so. It. I hope so. I'm not really a big fan. And I'll of own up when I'm wrong. So if Clemson's listening. Yeah, Clemson. <laughs> now they got extra fuel to the fire. There. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think, Kyle? Who's Ooh. the top four? Definitely gonna have Alabama there. Ohio State definitely. They're yeah, gonna you, be in there somehow, some way. But like how I'm thinking is that three and four spot. It kind of just all depends. It, it can jump from um, Penn State. You can even have Wisconsin in there. So it's just gonna have to play out. After this week, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge week to see who's actually gonna fall into those four. But and it will be. It's a tough one. What I like to see is whoever the number four team is is the team that's going to really challenge Alabama because you want to see a good playoff series. And that's why I don't want Clemson being the number four team because that's just going to be a cakewalk for them. It's not going to be fun to watch. Like, in my opinion, I mean, like, obviously I could be wrong, and I'm not not docking Deshaun Watson by any means. He's a great quarterback, and he's got great receivers, Mike Williams, too. But I just don't think defensively it's the same Clemson, you know. Like last year they had their defensive line was big. They had two draft picks that went very early, and one of them was the backup. So it's like at the same time they just don't have this defense this year like last year. So I I don't think that they're going to come close to Alabama. I don't think any team really comes close to Alabama, to be honest with you. And and I hate saying that because I'm not really like – the biggest Alabama guy. But like, there's you, some people that are just like roll tide, and that's not me. If you take a page out of the LSU playbook, because defensively they played Alabama to eight. Oh, they did. Yes. Held them to 10 points. Well, we, can, we can't didn't score anything. It's always a battle with those. <laughs> well, two now teams. you mentioned LSU. We got Ed Orgeron, the new coach. And then we He's also. A native of Louisiana. Native, native of. I think that's, that's fitting because pickup. he. Yeah, it's a great pickup for them. I agree with that. Yeah. He he just he just seems like he has crawdads in his mouth when he's talking. I swear, because he, he's just got that little well, Alabama it, Bayou about it, him. It, it, it's it's more or less just that French Bayou. So it's yeah. like yeah, we we was over here. Mama <laughs> said they going down. There. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just that. That's kinda, a, yeah, that's Ed Orgeron right there. It's different because when you deep Southern Alabama accent, I actually have relatives you know that live in Alabama, and it's just that deep Southern. It's very oh, yeah. warm, but they do talk fast, and a lot of times I have to really pay attention it's almost like you're in a foreign country and decipher what they're saying to me yes you have to, you have to definitely break it down yes yeah, you got yeah you gotta be listening and I mean, you, you probably played some games in the south somewhere sec you know arizona state actually that's one one conference we did not play oh, you did I, not while okay. i was there well we played missouri but that was before they were in the sec so we played missouri a couple times wisconsin notre dames um, now did you play at notre dame 
we played um, Cowboy Stadium, so that was oh. that was great. That was definitely a great. Experience. Wow, you played in uh, the big the big Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, in Jerry Jones World. Oh yes. Yeah, so what was it like playing in? I'm just yeah. curious. I've never even been in that building, let alone it's to see huge. a game. It's huge. It's just like you're pulling up. It's like what is this huge thing in the middle of nowhere? Right outside, you go in and the screen, the jumbotron is so huge. Like I'm on the field, you have to like lean. Back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to lean back to see it, but it's a great experience just to be in a place like right. that. It's just like amazing. It's huge. And be able to say you play at the Cowboy Stadium in Texas, oh, it's great. It's a great feeling. But uh, You did a little bit of everything. You were the kick returner, wide receiver, running back. Yes, you know, yeah. you kind of just are all, you're all over the field. But the biggest thing, I love special teams being a returner because it's a whole another aspect of the game where all eyes are on you. You got to catch the ball. You got to make a move. You got to. It's just that one play that can kind of just change it. Game changers. So. It is. It is. You know, I think that's the most exciting, you know, of football games, you yes. know, watching the special teams because they, they, they'll set up the offense. You know, oh, yeah. even if you just get a 35 yard return, it doesn't matter what it is. You're the spark that sets up it's the, the offense. Yes, yeah, so you're definitely and a, change, a and a momentum changer. You're right. You change it in an instance. Instant, and you just yeah. see it. So you you run a touchdown back, a punt return back, and it just changes everything. And it's like you got your team got the momentum. You're back into the game. You got the energy. Oh, if you can be that spark, you can be that difference changer in a game. So I, it sounds like you guys have a lot of pros for keeping kick returns. I know that they're talking about getting rid of special teams to begin with and just starting the ball on the 20-yard line off of kickoffs. Definitely, no. It's nah, not going to happen. I hope it doesn't, but they're, they're worried about concussions. I mean, that's a big thing. But you No, know, I, I am all about player safety, and, yes. and I'm glad, you know, they're, they're paying much more attention. I mean, give example, you know, with Andrew Luck. Uh, yes. He had something that happened to him in practice, and the coaches pulled him out, put him in a concussion protocol. It's like player safety first. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. you know, did you have you guys seen those commercials about the where they're developing that turf that absorbs impacts? No, I oh. actually haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I wonder if it's going to work because, I mean, like my kind of thoughts about the whole concussion thing is if they got a light enough neck guard that players would wear, that this problem would be less of a problem but i mean like obviously i'm not an inventor by any means i'm just like a uh what's the well, i forget the phrase that i use i'm the non-credible the least credible credible person i guess so <laughs> well, that's why we got the uh, credible yeah, person yeah we got the, the credible person but definitely when it comes to concussions it's all about player safety definitely I, like when i was at asu we used to wear these sensors on our helmets and if you got to hit too hard you, you got into like a whole system they'll take you out of practice they'll take your helmet if it happens during a game they'll take your helmet so you won't actually just run back into the game so they kind of want to see where you're at and like definitely like with Andrew Luck that whole instance where he's not playing and they're putting him through a protocol that's just all about safety because they don't want anything to happen to him and you know liability there's a lot so it's big definitely right now but with that turf I don't know if that's going to happen I think what it really is is just being smart and playing smart football because yes, there's a lot I of agree times where you can pull off and just continuations of with plays just you just got to be smart nowadays because it's happening you see it all the time and you just want to protect your players and you know go out there and have a safe game too yeah I mean health is the overall key oh yeah definitely it's it's a it's a definitely a physical game <laughs> but at is. the same time oh absolutely oh yeah you yeah. see a lot but it's just all about being smart being happy being heads up and being aware and um, kind of see where we're out on the football field, definitely. Has that ever happened to you where you got your bell rung? Uh, I never had a concussion, but there's Thank times goodness. where 
you definitely kind of see stars or like, oh, what just happened kind of, you know, but at the same time, they're, that's where you have to, you know, that's where the doctors and you know, the medical staff, they kind of see that they're actually out there really taking a hard look at guys, even that are even not in the play. They're actually out there looking. They have spotters. It's it's a whole different um, ball game. So they're trying to keep them safe, and I really do appreciate that because it's big. I've seen a lot of guys get injured, hit, concussions, seen quarterbacks stop playing for that. <laughs> yeah. You think about it, too, and also the athletes nowadays are just bigger, stronger, yes. faster. Uh, you know, you think about 2025 20, compared to 25 years ago, with exception of Bo Jackson because he was just <laughs> – that, that yeah, was just he was unbelievable. the natural. You talk about the natural, talented. He was he was the man. Oh yeah, Bo. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Bo Jackson, Mr. Bo. Is yeah. he the, uh, the? Here's the argument I'll put: Is he the greatest athlete of all time? I would mm-hmm. definitely put him up there in the top yes. five. He was a great athlete, baseball, football, everything. He but, can do it all. He but his, it all. his prize, though, was was at Auburn University. When, like you said, yeah. baseball, football, of course he crushed it, but his track and field. He still oh, has yeah. records to this day in track and field. And I know you're a track and field. Uh, oh, yes. You know what that's all about. Oh, yeah. He was definitely fast. And, you know, when it comes to track and field, that's just a whole other beast in itself. And being able to run at a – Division one level, oh, it's it's a whole nother playing field. And if you're able to, it's a world class speed. And when it comes to track and field, it's very technique, technicians, and it's like an art and craft. Well, now, what did you do in track and field? Were you a sprinter? Did you? I was definitely a sprinter. I was a 100, 200 meter guy. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Um, when I was there at ASU, also I was the one, two, round their four by one. So I kind of got a taste of everything. Also, when I when it came to track, being on the relay, that's always fun. Especially, I'm just a competitive guy, and I know I'm fast, but I just never wanted to be that weak link. And being able to be on a relay was just a whole new experience, and be able to, you know. That's where you get the team aspect into track and field when you do relays and things like that. That's why I love it because I get that team aspect again. And it's, uh, you know, you're against the world. It's oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love watching the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and of course the 400 relay. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's just it's just so much fun because, yeah, it happens so fast, but you just you just look at all what goes in. Just the excitement, these guys. The moving. explosion oh, coming off yes. the line. And then also, you know, the, the, some guys don't get that explosion off the line, but boy, they have that top end speed. Top end, like, like a guy like Usain Bolt, it's oh. it's amazing oh, to watch a guy like that. It's it's just unbelievable, world class speed. You just don't see athletes and people like that. And when you see him running, he's six five, and he just covers so much ground and just having so much explosiveness. And, he, and he's not the best starter in the world, which no. is the most unbelievable part about it. Is like you think <laughs> about how important a start is to the hundred meter. Okay. Not saying that I ran it at all. <laughs> no, definitely a start is definitely reaction. Reaction time is huge when it comes. Now you're going against the clock, and if you're not off the block, so. You're getting left behind real quick, and I can tell you that it's a—it's very technique. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I just remember him in the Olympics when you had uh, was it Tyson Gay? Well, I forget who he was racing against. Justin Gatlin. Justin Gatlin. Gatlin yeah, yes. uh, that's the other one. Anyways, Justin Gatlin gets off the start, and he's just ahead of the pack. And then I see Usain Bolt closing speed. Close oh speed. my gosh! Didn't Gatlin? Gatlin got the silver though, didn't he? He yes. did get the yeah, silver. Got yeah, silver, yeah. yeah. He, he ran his best run, but it's just yeah, what are you no doing? <laughs> yeah, it ran a great race, but it's just uh, it's. And then the gold medal, that. he was he was mad that he didn't get a better time. He was. I didn't mean like that's competing against yourself. So, yeah. I like it. 
As they say, nature. speed kills. Speed oh, yeah. kills. <laughs> speed does kill. Yeah, definitely well, let's switch it over to NFL now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, do you uh, do you follow NFL? Do you like to watch NFL? Or? To be honest, I don't watch it as much or follow it as much as college football just because I just never – I just never had a team. Like, my dad's from Oakland, so I'm an Oakland Raider fan. So that's definitely one, a doing great this season. I'm loving it. But at the same time, it's just something that I just – I don't see the excitement as much as college. And I love college, too. I have to agree with you. I, I, I love college football. Yes. I, I like it a little bit better than the NFL. Yes. It's just, you know – you. It's more of an evil, even playing field, if you will. Definitely even playing field. And, and it's the excitement, the, the passion, the energy, all that goes into the college game. Yes. That's what I truly enjoy. Oh, yeah. It's just a whole environment and a whole different feeling when it comes um, to college, to NFL. And at the same time, NFL, it's, very, it's a business, too, at the same time. So yes. It's, it's run a little bit differently in how the guys play and how everything goes about. It's a very a business. So it's a little bit different for me. I just love the excitement. But NFL, there's still a lot of great players and you know exceptional teams and uh, probably some of your friends are in the NFL oh yeah I have a I have a few friends that you know play all over the league you know I have friends that are like guys like Brock Osweiler Jalen Strong and you know just to Vontez Burfick it's a lot of guys that you know I were actually with while I'm playing and it's like I'm watching them now and it's like they're big names and getting huge contracts and it's it's uh it's amazing to watch it's fun yeah. Absolutely. Well, was, you want to talk about his Raiders? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch that game, Matt? That was uh, that was a great game. The, uh, this Raiders this weekend against the Panthers, it was, I mean, you had the entire Golden State Warriors were there. <laughs> but uh, I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, and you had Steph being a good sport at the end of it and putting on a Derek Carr jersey when That's they nice. lost. Oh, but yes. they, they came back to win. Uh, it was a great win. For, I just can't believe these Oakland Raiders this year. It's just... I tell you, I knew I, that they were going to be good, but I, I didn't missed the first this half. Good. I was yeah. working at, but when I got home, <laughs> I started the second half. I'm like Raiders up twenty four seven. Then all of a sudden, uh, I think Derek Carr just located his yeah. Oh my god, on his throwing hand. And so the worst part, the worst part. Sorry to cut you off. That's but okay. The worst part about that was Fox replayed it like four or five times. We didn't so I have, to, see have that. to sit there like watching watch him, him like pop it. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, and he had to go back to the locker room. But then oh. the Panthers went on this uh, run. It was oh, they did, a, yeah. a, a unique run. You know, they got a couple of touchdowns, and they were going for two-point conversions, you know, just to kind of match up the points, but failed on actually on all three of them. So this nice 18 to nothing run. But on one of the touchdowns, it was, I think it was 39. They were backed up in their own end zone, Carolina, that is. And uh, Cam just you – know, oh, the, the, the Raiders brought the blitz. Oh. They, had, they had the right defense, and he just – Cam just has that strong arm and just threw it just ahead of the over the defense and hit Ted Ginn. Oh right, yeah, I right remember in stride that. Yeah. And he took it to the house. You know what? I honestly believe Cam Newton can play pretty much every position on the football field that he wanted to. <laughs> like you, if you put him at defensive line, there's no one that's going to stop him. You put him at wide receiver. I mean, who's going to tackle him? I mean, he's such a tough guy to tackle. It's like basically having, yeah, he's six foot five. I think like two hundred and seventy-five pounds or something like that. I could be wrong on the weight, but you know, I don't like to guess weights. It's so now you fast forward. It, now it's the fourth quarter. Derek Carr's back. He's got that glove on. This is after he threw the interception, which allowed the Carolina get ahead. But now it's thirty-two twenty-four Carolina over the Raiders. And this is what I like. What I saw about the Raiders is that the adversity. Okay, we're facing some adversity. Yes, we won the first half. Now we lost our quarterback, so let's let's get it back. And sure enough, they went down, got that touchdown, got the tying two-point conversion. 
Yeah, and, but uh, you know and, what? On the other end, that game. how the you were saying good things about the Raiders on the opposite end, I'm not happy to see the Panthers with the ball with the one minute left. They still had a lot of time on the clock. They didn't weren't able to march it down the field with all the weapons that they have. I mean, they got really tall receivers. I was really you gotta, disappointed you gotta, in that. You got to you know? credit the Raiders, though. You got to credit the Raiders. Uh, yeah, you, you got to playing really good defense. I think we're getting a call. Okay, we'll let you uh, take over there, and we'll see All right. what's going on. Well, Kyle, how about them uh, Arizona Wildcats? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's really tough, man. Casey yeah, that was a. Uh, uh, I mean, hey, I, the way I was looking at it is, if we don't both go to a bowl game, I'd be happy. But you know, hey, you might still even get in with five wins. That's no, the thing. I, I don't think they're going to get in. It's a whole different it's story. They needed that six win. Just ah, six win. Just to, to solidify it. Solidify it. <laughs> I know there's a gentleman in there right last now. Last game, but, you and know, you're more we need six wins. And, uh, you got to give the singers you know, a, a last hurrah. You got to yeah. take them out the right way. That's the biggest thing. That's how we always saw it is get to a bowl game, at least if you're not having a good season. So uh, just blew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Isn't your uh, cousin the quarterback? Well, he was a... Uh, a third string, third string, but yeah. he got the he got to see he got, some playing he got time. Some playing time, but at the same time, he has some work to do. At the freshman, same time. yeah, freshman, yeah. freshman from freshman. Texas. Okay, so oh, yeah. he's got some time yeah. to work on it. Oh yeah, he has some time. He has a great arm. Are you, but are, he just needs some development. He, he's yeah. a little bit, and you know that comes with time too. But are you a fan of Todd Graham? Uh, to be honest, it's not not the best. You know, yeah, not the you best. Know. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just different, you know, just the way he is at times and just his coaching style is a little bit different for some of the guys. But at the same time, he he did come in and do a great job coming in by first year, 8-5, and five, then we go back-to-back 10-win seasons. You know, he's doing a he's a great coach at the same time, you know, but not 100% the biggest fan. But you see how things change around and, you know, if, you know, you don't adapt to the guys and you kind of get seasons where you're – like this, five and seven, six and six, you know, got to turn it around. We got to see the better. But he did come in and change the university for the better. I definitely did. No, oh, he did. Yes, I thought he was. A, you know, he was just. It was a stop on his way to somewhere else. I always just yeah. ever since they hired Todd Graham, I've always thought, oh, he's just gonna, you know, stop at ASU and then and go then somewhere go. else. You know, you, you kind of did, you kind of get that feeling. But he's done a lot for the university, and I know that they're gonna keep him there. But you know, eventually, like how you said, down the road, how long is he gonna be? Yeah, there? how you long know, is he gonna be? That, What's his longevity? Yeah, you know, and you may see it. I, to be honest, I like to give it another year. I so, another year. Is it true that he, the reason why he has that little like earpiece, like the little Backstreet Boys, like he's got a little mic there, is that because he can't hear, or is it because he, you know, he's talking to his offensive oh, coordinator? He kind of he just uses it for the coordinators. He don't want he does sometimes he doesn't want to use the big thing, so he uses the smaller one. I've always wondered that. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I just he moves around a lot, very animated, so he probably doesn't want to have these headphones on. Like yeah, that. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw Harbaugh this weekend. You know, slam his headphones on the ground, tosses just uh, tosses paper. paper. <laughs> you know, I'm in the wrong like. business. I should start, you know, selling headphones. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> the way that these coaches throw them, I mean, it's like nothing. They're like, all right, give me the backup. <laughs> Where's the next one? They'll really be like that. Where's the next? Make somebody take theirs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing like seeing Bobby Knight throwing a chair across I, the court. Oh, I know. Oh, I love yeah. animated coaching. <laughs> it makes me happy. It warms my heart oh, like yeah, coffee. 
So you played with uh, Vontez Burfick. I'm a Cincinnati guy. I grew okay. up in Cincinnati. Of yeah. course, I'm a Bengals fan. Not a good season for them this year. No, but yeah. um, He's saying but that while I, he's I, the Lakers. I love shit. his energy and his passion, but I think he gets sometimes he gets an unfair shake. I know, I know he kind of pushes it a little bit, yeah. but he's a really intelligent football player. Oh, what people don't realize that. It's a lot different. Once he gets on that field, he turns into a whole another player and a whole different person. It's like he just has a knack for it, just for the ball, for the game, and just so much passion and energy. And that's what makes him a great football player. You know, sometimes he can get the best of him, but overall, I just, from playing with him, he's made so many great plays. And I've seen, like, that's one football player where I know it's just exceptional and just has a gift for football. It's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. You want him on your yeah, team. You, you don't want him on the other team, yeah, but right. you want him on your team. Yeah, you don't want him hitting you. No, uh, <laughs> I saw what he did to Antonio Brown last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Don't hit me, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. That was a, a crucial hit, you know, and he got suspended for he it. He got and, suspended you know, for it and, yeah, a little bit deservingly so, yeah. but in a playoff game, I, d I don't blame him, you know. I'm you not. Know, you're just trying to make a play. You're just trying to make a play and, yeah. you know, it's hard being on defense because you, you're moving, a, I mean, 100 miles an hour, maybe not actually 100 miles an hour, but you're, you're moving really fast. It's tough to, you know, think about in the moment oh real am time. I hitting Absolutely. my head yes. all that is tough so with like the Cincinnati Bengals you know I mean I love Marvin Lewis and he does a lot of great things oh, for the yes. city of Cincinnati but it gets to a point you know 14 years you know they've only been mediocre at best and I think it's just time for a change, a change oh, yeah. in regime, and change in someone regime. that can get them over the hump. You know, Never heard. They're a very talented, talented team, and very talented team. They just like how you said, just try to get over that hump because, like how you said, how many years you've been there, fourteen, and there's times where you just need some type of change. And hey, and you get over that bump, and you see it with a lot of teams, and maybe that's what they need. Speaking of another team that's actually I think has gotten over the hump is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, oh man, and this Dak Prescott has made me a fan. I am a <sighs> Dak Prescott fan. I, I mean, he, you know what? I'm a fan of his offensive line. You know what? I think I could take the Cowboys to one game with that. You know, I could win one game with that offensive line. I definitely believe it. I could just hand the ball off to Ezekiel. He's credit where credit's due from that. Oh, but yes. also, too, is his decision making. Because I was watching that game on Thanksgiving. And let me tell you, Washington was coming at you. They were coming at oh, you. Oh, they were. They oh, were attacking yeah. Dallas. And uh, Dak was just calm, cool, collective. And when something was in there, he just takes off running. Yeah. You don't realize how fast that guy is. And he's big, too. The guy's oh, big yeah. and strong yeah. and fast. He's he stiff armed somebody. Smart. You know, pushing him back. He's a big guy. And just to come in as a rookie and, you know, have that knack for the game, it's just it's just ridiculous. And it's great. You just have to watch it. And you, you turn into a fan because it's like, man, he's at, really out here making great decisions, making touchdowns, and pulling out games. You're 10-1. It's crazy. Absolutely. And yeah. I think people are pretty happy that they don't have to deal with Tony Romo anymore a little bit. <laughs> yes. Just you know, I like Tony bit. Romo. You know, he's a stand-up guy. But, you <laughs> he know, is. it's just, you know, you're 38 in, in, in NFL terms. You know, you're kind of over the hill. It's just your body just can't take that beating anymore. Yeah, what you he's know, gone through. he tried to step into the celebrity light. You know when he tried to, when he was dating Jessica Simpson, and ever since then it's just left me with a sour taste in my mouth. You know, yeah. I I can't deal with any of these players that like date Kardashians or it's just yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like you're trying to become too much. You're trying to like create your own brand, even though your yeah. brand is sports related, not whatever they do. Now, Kyle, do you ever play basketball? 
Oh, that's one sport I never really played. It was actually basketball. But if I felt like I actually did play, like how I played uh, like football and actually went to organized basketball through my childhood and stuff, I think I would actually be good. Oh, I, just, I think you'd be great. If, if, you, yeah. if you got the speed, you'd be the type of guy that would, would run an offense, but also, too, you'd be a hard cover. Oh, yeah. Because you just run the floor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think, but I love basketball. I love watching it, too, though. It's a it's a great game. It's well, as you can tell, the shirt I'm wearing. I'm a oh, big yes, Laker fan. Laker He's the Warrior fan. I'm 149 points. I know, that hurts. That's okay. That's okay. We <laughs> lost. Okay, the Lakers <laughs> lost by 43 points, but they were without their top two scorers, Julius Randle and, and, uh, and D'Angelo Russell. To give credit where credit's due, <laughs> the next night, you, know, but you, you, it you cut that. It just shows you how dangerous the Warriors are. When, they, when they're clicking on offense, oh, yeah. uh, just, you try to run with them, they're, they're just going to shoot you out of the building. I mean, they just look like they're having fun at this point. And if they look like they're having fun, it's scary. And you know what? The reason why I think this is that I know that they're having fun is, you know, today in the press conference, Clay Thompson decides to throw a paper airplane as far as he can and then dubs himself <laughs> the best in the West at throwing paper airplanes. <laughs> so I think that they're having fun. Um, I mean, Traymond Green, he turned his ankle on a, a kind of a, a scary-looking play, but... I think they'll be all right if they can stay healthy, definitely. And that's the key. And, uh, you know, they're starting to show some of their depth. You know, you still got Livingston coming off the bench. But uh, getting back to the Lakers, you know, yes. And they lost again on, and then they lost again on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scores a little bit scores, closer. Yeah. I mean, like, you, this is some but of the Luke things Walton, I saw on Friday, I liked more than what I saw the night previous. But Luke Walton said it best. He goes, he goes we're at the beginning stages right now. And so they're still developing. They're still figuring things out. But this was a really good uh, a week for the Lakers in a sense that, okay, you're without your top three scorers on Friday. And they, you know, getting these guys coming off the bench and giving them some playing time. So they're starting to figure things out. Like, okay, now we're facing, you know, serious adversity here. And mm-hmm. I thought they responded well. Yes, they didn't, they didn't win the game. Obviously, the Warriors are just that far yeah, ahead of them. Level. You know, you got <laughs> But I, 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 if I had to give out a coach of the year right now, I would certainly make Luke Walton the head coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean um, the coach, coach of the year. The coach of the year. Yeah, I mean, he already is the head coach. The partial one last year um, because he, he coached the team for half the year. But, yeah, you know, kind of the analogy that I thought of was you can't have popcorn without kernels. So they just got to add some heat, you know, and then have, watch these young stars just Listen, pop. this guy, I'm loving this. I like <laughs> I come up with some creative things sometimes. Not all the time, but just sometimes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, so, you know, and then the Lakers had a big win on Sunday. I love the fact that they swept Dwight Howard this year. It's just a Laker fan thing. Nothing against Mr. Howard. Over the Hawks. The Hawks have been good this year, though. Yeah, no, they're the second best team in the East, and the uh, Lakers took care of them. So you know, uh, Lakers are doing all right. You know, sitting at nine and nine, they're, they're just got to continue to build, get people healthy, and continue to play. And I love this ten-man rotation. You know, it's uh, you're going a little bit deeper, yeah. so the game's being played a little bit faster. Kyle speed. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely a lot faster. But just with these Lakers, they're actually, you know, you see some prog- progression with them, and, you know, you just keep playing well. You know, it's better than what it was in the past. That's how I see it. As long as we're actually out there competing and actually going out there, I really love it. Big Laker fan also. We've been to the Laker parades and everything. I've been, my mom is 100% diehard Laker fan. So it's great. It's great to see them, you know, trying to do something this year. Definitely those young guys and, you know, you know, actually competing. It's it's great great feeling i didn't see them making the playoffs but my goodness you know they keep playing the way they are and they keep getting better and, mm-hmm. and steal an eighth or seventh seed 
That'd be a great experience for this team, you know. Granted, if they take Boost. the eight seed, they got to play the Warriors. But that match, <laughs> I, I, I would love that matchup. I mean, the Warriors would probably would get it this time. Oh, I would love it too. But it, it, it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be a, see if the Lakers could really test the Warriors. You know, take a couple games from them, really challenge them. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you never know. Just like the Warriors with that against that Mavericks team, and I think it was 2008, the We Believe team. You never know. I ever since then, I don't count out any NBA team. I mean, uh, as I, I mean, that's the beauty of the NBA is in the playoffs, anyone can win. And yeah. you look at the Clippers, they haven't gotten out of the second round in like the past, what, X amount of years? They always. They, yeah, they, ah, they're always injured, though. I mean, like last year was Chris Paul. The year before was Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just they never really, really healthy. They seem really focused this year. They seem they really do. focused. And I think they have a better bench than they did yes. in years past. Like, you had most Bates off the bench. That's big. I mean, Raymond Felton is a great guy who's been good for so many years. And then, obviously, the... the the wily veteran in his last season, Paul Pierce, unbelievable playing in his hometown where he's from. So I think the yeah, Austin the Rivers, Austin Rivers, yeah, you got to give some <laughs> Rivers some love. You know, uh, speaking of Rivers, you know Spencer yeah. Rivers plays for the UCI Anteaters. And, oh uh, yeah, he's yeah, a sophomore. <laughs> so he's, he's a sophomore. And uh, I tell you, he, he, we were at the game a couple weeks ago on okay. a Saturday night. They were playing a Pacific. And uh, Damon Stoudemire is actually the head coach of mm-hmm. Pacific. So it was a really good game. Oh, it was a good game. Yeah. Well, I mean, UCI basketball, you know, nice transition, I guess. So UCI basketball played in, uh, was it South Dakota? Sioux Falls. Yeah, Sioux City. Oh, Sioux yeah. City. <laughs> yeah, so they were all the way out there, and they had a less than stellar, I mean, one and two. I. I honestly thought that they were going to do better than their two losses and one win record in that tournament against some of the teams that they were playing. And obviously, you know, I don't want to, like, dock anyone, but that Martin, the one that got the player of the week, yes, he is unbelievable, an unbelievable talent that they have here. And the guard play has been great. And, you know, Giannis, Giannis with another 20-point yeah. Yeah. in the he last hit, game. He hit uh, three three-pointers in the last game, Did three out of really? five. Oh. This guy's seven foot two. Ooh, yeah. So he can stretch the floor. So it's kind of like it. that European style. Yeah, the, the Europeans but can shoot three pointers. I think big the big guys can shoot now. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> just tough. I mean, uh, how do you stop that? Like Christoph Porzingis, like what is he? He's seven one with a wingspan of like seven four. He's got the largest wingspan in the NBA. I don't want to give false numbers, but he can shoot three pointers too. Man, you're not stopping that. I don't care. Who you, you think have about on there. it? You think about it. You know, Dirk Nowitzki really paved the way in a sense. You know, being the seven footer, you know, doing everything, be able to shoot, pass, and hit those three pointers. Oh yeah, you know. So prime. now these younger European kids, you know, are seeing him like kind of like that's his idol, and that's kind of like their link to the NBA. And I think the NBA is really the most global sport. I mean, granted, I, oh, yes. I know football. You get a lot of, especially in college, you probably get a lot of people from all over. But yeah, but NBA's really done it right. It's a it's a global sport. You're getting people from all over. You look at the San Antonio Spurs. They probably got, you know, seven or eight different countries representing their team. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's becoming international. And you look at the NBA draft too. How it was more international players were selected than American-born players. But I, I'd even argue, you know, the most prevalent sport with international people that is baseball because you think about you know cuba and all these south american countries and then you look about japan i mean there's a lot of countries that you know aren't like the best at big time sports are coming out with a good baseball players so i mean i'll make a case for that but obviously you know internationally 
there's a lot of countries that play basketball, like a lot. So it'll be interesting to see what the future of the NBA holds. I like these international players, though. They play the game right. They play fundamental basketball, and they're able to shoot three-pointers at seven feet yeah. tall. Like, yeah. I... It makes the game more fun, more ground to cover. Oh, it's so oh, yeah, it's now, so Kyle, did you grow up out here in California? Or are yeah. you? Um, right here in Orange County. I grew up in Garden Grove. Oh, nice. Yeah, so went to Garden Grove, and then I went to Fountain Valley High School. And I pretty much, like the Huntington Beach area, I was around a lot. And then Garden Grove. So those are kind of two areas I was always around. And then you thought, oh, you know, I want to change a pace. So you went to Arizona State. And kudos to you for, you know, you know, trying a different experience oh yeah definitely a different experience uh it was great how i kind of saw it it was you know it wasn't too far away from home so right about right. a five-hour drive and i was able to the family would be, it was able to come out and see me so it was kind of a, a nice um the travel and the distance and doing something different then that's just actually not that bad it gets hot yeah you kind of deal with it but arizona is actually a nice place yeah it is a nice yeah. place yeah, I commend you. You know, it, it's great to, to travel or, or try new experiences. You know, like I come from Cincinnati, so I certainly appreciate the weather out here. I just love living in Southern yeah. California. You know, it's just, there's just, the, they, I think it's the best climate in the world. It's top 10 me. best climates in the world, actually, according oh, to the weather. I don't know the exact, I just know I heard it before. In my book, I rate it number one. Only because <laughs> I live here. I'm not biased or anything. Oh, you know? No bias, no. It's great here. You can't beat it, Southern California. Oh, I mean, like, but the Arizona's during the summers is when it's hot. It's like when you yeah. go to school, it's the first and last months of the year that's just like dreadful. But like during the winter time, like right now, it's it's kind of nice. It's I mean, nice. it's it's like in you know sixties to seventies. Spring is really nice too. It's like perfect weather. Oh, it's perfect Sunny weather. Days. People oh, are outside. Oh, I love you it. Do is you want to be active. So you People didn't have to do active. this in the winter time. You had to shovel the driveway just to get your car <laughs> out. You know. Back before cold. they invented snow blowers, <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that. But it does get yeah. cold, though. It, the temperature would drop. It does. It actually snowed where in Tucson. I couldn't believe it. I was there was like snow. Oh, the on desert the ground. gets pretty cold. Oh, it gets I, cold. I bet you had some pretty chilly nights. Oh, a lot of chilly nights, wind chills. Oh yeah, it didn't never snow when I was in Tempe. But let me ask you this: yeah. What was one of the coldest games you ever played in? Oh. Washington State. <laughs> Washington State, it was maybe like November, a few weeks maybe, yes, like early November, mid-November, and we pull up, and it is snowing on the field. The whole field is covered in snow pregame, and we're like, okay, so we're getting all our tights on and doing all this because it's like none of us have played in the snow before, and we're sitting here freezing on the sideline. They had to plow the field before, then it starts sleeting a little bit during oh, the game. And snow. That's the worst. Oh, it was it was horrible. It, was, it had to stand in front of these heaters, these hot blowers. Oh, yeah. Do, does it hurt a little bit more when it's colder weather? Oh, yeah, you can't catch the ball. It's like, throw, it's like catching a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, and every time you get hit, it's bone chilling. It really it hurts. <laughs> oh, I'd and you, you definitely it's like feel solid it more so. eye. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Well, I mean, you're all the way out hand. in Pullman, Washington. Yeah. Jeez. There's there. Yeah, there's nothing out there. It's farm fields. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a fan, the coldest game I ever attended was a, was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Seahawks mm -hmm. a couple decades ago, but it was a minus four. Oh, jeez. So I can only feel for the players, but it, it, they, they, there's these row of guys that have been boozing it up at the tailgate party with their shirts off. Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah they must I, I guess once you get yeah. the liquor, then you're you're good. Oh, Warm yeah, it warms your spirit. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, you know, it'd be, it would hurt to drink a beer in that weather, to be honest with you. It would be like, ugh. It would be too cold. Even, if, <laughs> even if it was room temperature, I don't think I could. It would be, ugh. That'd be too tough for me. I could, I'd be the guy with like eight parkas on. <laughs> Beanie scarves. Beanie scarves. Yeah, and just covering my face. How's the skull cut? And that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing. You, you dress in layers. You know, here are my winter coats. Pretty much what Kyle's wearing, a hoodie. You yeah. know, that's pretty much what I hoodie wear season. for my winter. <laughs> You're a madman. But I have to say, though, out here, though, there's one one thing I noticed, though, it could get up to 80 degrees in the daytime, but, man, it could drop to 40 degrees, and that's kind of a Real considerable quick. drop. Oh, yeah. You know, once that sun goes down, it, it, you feel it. I like it, though. Yeah. I like it. Fresh, crisp air. I love it. <laughs> I am not complaining, though. No, I'm never complaining about the weather here. And speaking of cold weather, I got to talk about the ducks real quick. Yes. <laughs> I got yes, I got to get it in. And, you know, uh, these ducks. Fourth pass, in the Pacific. Fourth in the Pacific. Fourth. As long as they finish in the top eight in my – well, you know what? I'm going to even go even further than that as long as they finish in the top four because then they, at least they play some home field ice, home, home, home rink ice. I don't even know the exact terminology, but they've been struggling in the goaltender department. I went to the game against the Blackhawks. They uh, they came back, but they didn't get just not enough. You know, the Blackhawks ended up winning three to two. But they're in the thick of things. They're in the thick of things, and you know they getting reacclimated with Coach Carlisle. Yeah, they are getting. And I love how he plays. He's he's one of those guys that loves to hit people. You know what? He's kind of the the the, uh, the Greg Williams, the oh, guy for the rant. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if football was played on ice skates? Oh my god! I was just you guys hit each that. other pretty darn hard. Oh, you yeah. don't need that, but yeah, but no. hockey that's a whole nother sport. Oh, yeah. uh, it's. Being able to be on those skates, I went ice skating the other week, and there's no way that I could do anything on ice. It's one, probably one of the hardest sports, I would say, because how can you get hit, uh, get the puck, hit the goal, all on ice? I don't know. It's too much. It's, it's way too much. I can't, I can't do it. Falling on that ice, had got stitches one time. Um, ice skating, just bam, hit my head on the ground. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad, and I don't know. I was. Yeah, I've, I've had some pretty nasty spills myself. Yeah, mm. just just being on those two blades is really challenging. Once you get going, it's fun. But yes. boy, if you lose your balance, ugh, no, forget it's, about it's it. Done. You yeah. lose it. <laughs> and you know, you, I, it makes sense why they're missing all these teeth. You know. Oh, well, that, yeah. that's not because they're falling on the ice. That's because oh, well, a little bit uh, of hockey bow. players are also brawling. Oh, also brawling. <laughs> throw some blows. <laughs> yeah, throw some blows. Who, who was it? Pronger? Was that like our enforcer or the Oh, no, it, it was Peros. George Peros. Peros, Peros. The, guy, the guy had the nicest mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> and you know what? Now, you know what his new job is? He's the, the director of player safety. And the guy, he, he had to retire because he got hit too many times. I'm not talking like hit with the stick. I'm talking like punch, like punched. And so he, he's had multiple concussions and brain. So he, he it makes sense. He also went to Princeton. So it's not like these guys are like, yeah. uh, you know, kind of dumb hockey players, but they're, they're out there going to Ivy League schools and going to good schools back east and playing hockey. And how do you manage your studies while, you know, playing such a violent sport? Yeah. I mean, that, it's got to be tough. Was that tough for, like, to have, like, the work, to life, to, like, extracurricular activities? I mean, I know Arizona is full of them. Oh, yeah, it's definitely um, 
it's all about time management. You know, you kind of have to buckle down and kind of sacrifice. That's exactly what it is, a sacrifice. During those times where you're going to class and, you have, you know, you're going to school and having practice, study hall, whatever it is, you just have to manage it because there's a lot of other things that you could be doing. But it's just, you know, it's self-control, I would say. But it was definitely difficult. There's definitely difficult. Those extracurricular activities, everything, <laughs> all, everything's going on. So you just got to bear down. Yeah, there you, know, you go. And I tell you, it prepares you for real life. You know, you oh, know you've does. got your degree now and you know, you've you know, moved on. And oh, yeah, it teaches you a lot of lessons. You grow up real fast. I can tell you that. You know, you learn a lot of things where you have to do things for yourself, and nobody's going to do them. And that's how I that's how I saw it. And I just knew nobody was going to do this homework for me. Nobody was going to, you know, pay my rent. Nobody was going to do this. And you just kind of just do you and make sure you you just take care of your responsibilities, really. You have to. And you get the job done. It doesn't you know, matter how you, you do, do it. And now you're confident, you know, I can get the job done. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's an important quality to have, you know, for all the young listeners out there. Get the job done. That's all it is. Never quit. That's never quit. Thing. Never. Uh, ne- never give up. Yeah, never mm-hmm. give up because you're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's going to be fulfillment and the way you're going to feel once it's all done. And how, once you get through these times, it just makes you build and grow as a person. Oh, yeah. Well, we have uh, Claudia coming up next with oh, Ask, Ask a Leader. Leader. I know we're running so we're running ah. short on time here, but Kyle, I just want to thank you so much for making the effort to make uh, come on down and join us and Matt here on uh, Sports Matters. Well, definitely thank you for having me. Anytime I'll come down, talk a little sports with you guys. It was Indeed. definitely fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, you're well, we'll have to get back. you back, you know, when uh, some of these bowl games are kicking up and, you know, once the playoff uh, scenario is set and then we can really talk predictions. Oh, yeah, we can make some great predictions, talk some great football and uh, sports definitely oh yeah and you know what if you don't even want to even come down here you can even call in <laughs> like call you could, in. <laughs> you could be in your bed chilling you know that's what I would love to do I just like <laughs> phone it in while I'm in my bed just be like alright I'm gonna go to bed Hey, real quick, for uh, listening. <laughs> I want to touch on our UCI women's volleyball team yeah you got, uh, we gotta give credit we, we got a duo uh, they made the first team all conference Harley Kiko excuse me, Harley Kikawa and Victoria Dennis. Okay. And also, their last week, they won their last game, so that's a good thing. That's a great way to close out. Uh, Arden Davis was also the Big West Conference Defensive Player of the Week. And, you know, we love defense on the show. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, what's one of our specialties? Defense, offensive line, we're all, you know, the bread and butter here for success. Indeed. Ball pens. And for all you Quidditch <laughs> players, if you if you want to come out this Friday, I know uh, uh, Claire and Claire Joe will and be Joe. out there Friday at 2 p.m. and you can learn more about Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting sport. I, You know, people think that it's kind of like a, a nerdy thing, but it's actually they're actually hitting people and it's like a contact <laughs> sport. I know it's kind of like funny to think about. It's like, oh, Harry Potter, but it's actually kind of a cool thing. And you know what? You get to throw dodgeballs, you get to hit people, and there's ex-football players that actually play this you know the university of texas is full of them they have all these x division one <laughs> athletes that are out there running around with broomsticks between their legs <laughs> they so just have fun yeah they just want to have fun they I, it's kind of funny they figure it's a nerd sport but i mean they, there's some big athletes out there that are looking to you know plow you over you know run you over <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to get out there sometime, Matt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least run around for a little bit. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show, Kyle, and uh, we hope to have you back again. And until then, we just want to let you know that all sports matters. <laughs>